Hi everyone, this is Sarhat. Today I have two amazing guests and we will talk about NFTs, Justin Shankarov and John Kraski. They are the co-hosts of the wonderful podcast NFT Heat. Justin is an actor, voice actor, producer and actually Emmy and Golden Globe winner. He is best known with his roles at Picket Fences and is the voice of Harold Berman in the animated series Hey Arnold. Justin started in the NFT space as a collector and now works with brands, artists and athletes to formulate and help them execute their NFT strategy. John is the director of strategic partnerships at NFT Genius, an NFT entertainment studio backed by Mark Cuban and Ashton Kutcher. He is now an NFT thought leader. He has a unique position in the NFT world with his extensive background in luxury lifestyle businesses and his domain expertise in finance. At NFT Genius, he also works with and advises celebrities in their NFT strategy. Hi, both. Welcome to The Curious Learners. Wow. I'll tell you, that was a fantastic intro, Sirhat. I feel like I should fire my agent and hire you. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Thanks for having us. So, Justin, can I NFT your voice and showcase it on my OpenSea account? Because I haven't, (laughs) trust me, I haven't had a guest with this voice. That's hysterical. Thank you. I appreciate that. The answer is absolutely not. Unless I'm getting a royalty. If I'm getting a royalty, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> well, of course you're getting a royalty. NFTs is all about this, right? Inclusion and everything. So we will discuss that. I love it. Um, That's great. So on a serious note, how did we get to this point so quickly, really? When I look at NFTs trading volume in 2020, it was $250 million. And before that, in 19, four times less. Yet in 2021, we are over $20 billion. What's the biggest driver in, do you think? I'll, I'll start, Sirhat, and then Jessen can fill it in because I think we're coming from a couple different perspectives. But I think at a very macro level, I think the pandemic definitely accelerated this as humans are social, we're social beings. So we needed new social outlets and platforms like Twitter, Discord, Telegram, and Clubhouse really helped drive the social engagement for NFTs. I think that's that was probably at a very macro level. Justin got in on the collector side initially. Now he's working more on the brand and corporate side. But I mean, what was your per- perspective, Justin? Absolutely. Just to follow up what you said, John, you're 1000%. I think COVID was a big, big driver on the macro side. And then kind of more on the micro side, you got to give it off to uh, to Roham and Flo and Dapper Labs because NBA Top Shot is really what onboarded you know, tens of thousands of collectors into the NFT space in in January of 2021. It was frankly NBA Top Shot that onboarded many of my friends who then reached out to me and said, hey, you got to get in the NFT space. And I was like, NFTs, what is that? Non-fat tequila? Uh, They're like, no, (laughs) non-fungible token. I was like, huh? What are you talking about? Uh, But clearly, you know, fortunately they... uh, they convinced me to come down the rabbit hole with them. And I, along with many other people, have been you know, collecting and building since early February of 2021. So I, I really think it's kind of a combination of all of us being stuck inside from COVID and NBA Top Shot. And then, of course, NFTs are shiny objects. And the idea of being able to pull your Ethereum and be able to buy art and music is just fun and cool. And, and fortunately, many of them have gone up in value a ton. Absolutely, Justin. I think it's a great point that you just made. Obviously, if it was just a merely new asset class where people hardly understood, perhaps it would have been much less impactful. But you know, when you talk about in the context of NBA and you know all these uh, artists that people follow or, or athletes they fall in love with, I think the fact that they were able to 
build a better connection with them and interact with them in an easier way. I guess that's also what drove uh, this huge volume. And John, you did a poll on LinkedIn recently for the 2022 volumes for NFTs. And I guess 100 billion and 200 billion plus were equal at 35% each. Were you very surprised with that result? Were you expecting that? Not really. Were you? I mean, NFTs are just so hot right now. No, I wasn't surprised at all. And Cointelegraph actually just did a poll. 90% of adults in Japan still don't even know what an NFT is. That, that is really exciting data. I mean, we're not even close to mass consumer adoption yet. So when I, when I saw 100 billion and 200 billion, not surprising at all. Right now, I would say 80% of the transactional volume is driven by 20% of individuals. And those are probably crypto whales, big investment funds in Asia and other parts of the world. So it's it's mass consumer adoption hasn't even happened really yet. So th- those numbers don't surprise me at all. And honestly, I think 200 billion, probably very conservative for next year. I, I think it's going to be bigger. What, what do you think, Justin? I agree. I mean, I, I like to put a big T at the end. So let's go with 1 trillion. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's no question about it. Every brand, every celebrity, every sports athlete is aping into the NFT space. They've been coming in the last few months. And, you know, in the last month, it's just been vroom, uh, historic. The the phone calls that, that uh, we're receiving and the information being transmitted online, everybody wants to be in this space. So I think 2022 is just going to be an absolute explosion. I mean, and look at Nike. They bought Artifact for, we don't know. I, I've heard $2 billion. It's insane. This company is what, started 12, 16 months ago? Deals that are going to happen in 2022 are going to be you know, out of control. I mean, confidentially, I know of a company that's raising at a billion and a half dollar valuation that launched six months ago. I mean, it's wild, right? It's totally insane. But we're going to see a ton more of that in 2022. And it's going to be fun. And we're going to be right in the mix of it. Perhaps these numbers will reach them just in the first quarter of 2022 or something. Let's see. I would agree. Honestly, and and even in my world, the big players in the space are starting to reach out to me. The Web 2.0 players, the, the Amazons, the Microsofts, Goldman Sachs, all these individuals from these companies are reaching out. They want to learn more about NFTs. They want to figure out how they get into the space. So the big money and the smart minds are starting to really make it a point to get into the space. So maybe that's a good segue to the next topic I wanted to discuss with you guys. So is it that we will see more of those record-breaking one-off transactions or would this be actually driven by much higher participation across the society? That's a great question. I mean, I think it's going to be a combination. I I do feel like we're going to get much higher participation. I mean, Coinbase's NFT marketplace is going to be launching in January. They've got 7 million people on the wait list. You know, uh, so many people that I know buy crypto on Coinbase and, and they're going to be onboarded. They've been hearing about NFTs, but they're unfamiliar with MetaMask and the friction it takes to get a hard wallet. And Coinbase is going to simplify a lot of that. So we're going to have a lot more mainstream adoption aping into the space. And in addition, we're going to have huge record transactions. I think, what was it yesterday? We saw an ape sale for 999 ETH, right? I mean, so we, we're going to have a lot more of these massive multi-million dollar record-breaking transactions. They're going to be happening all over 2022, and it's going to be fun to see. That transaction, I guess, one of the founders of Ethereum did that. I was looking at one of those websites for NFT sales, and it popped up. It was quite interesting to see that. I think it's the 13th or so largest of all time. Obviously, again, back to participation across the society, and financial inclusion is one theme that I'm extremely focused on. And what utility of NFTs 
is the most interesting for you guys? Yeah, utility community are, I think, the biggest drivers for NFTs. And for utility, for me, I mean, you know, it's kind of about uh, financial upside, I would have to say. So staking, burning, kind of the game theory that you receive by purchasing an NFT versus a typical piece of art that you would put on your wall. It's great. You look at it on your wall, but it doesn't offer any utility. The opportunity to get an NFT a digital asset that then I can stake and receive tokens that then I can transfer those tokens into Ethereum, which is to me, real money. The opportunity to be able to get an airdrop, right? Today, we've got the gas airdrop. Two days ago, we had the SOS airdrop. Just by participating and collecting NFTs on OpenSea, that kind of utility to me is great. And then I think we're going to see a lot more utility going forward with how celebrities are going to be involved in the space, brands are going to be involved in the space, being able to have a live stream with a celebrity, being able to have behind the scenes footage of a film, participating in it, driving stories with community input as utility for an NFT. These are all things we're seeing a little bit of now. And I think we're going to see a ton more in 2022. And it's exciting because I haven't even thought of the aspects of utility that we're going to see. Yeah, no, I agree with everything Justin said. So I, I don't really have much to add, to be honest with you. But I think I think for me, access to unique experiences is the most interesting aspect of uh, NFTs right now, whether that's digital or in real life. I think I think the V Friends drop to me was one of my favorite NFT drops. It really shows the power of utility with NFTs. So I think that's a good model. I always reference that when I'm talking to celebrities and brands. So I'm wow. not sure if people are familiar with that, but the the NFT gives you three-year access to Gary V's annual super conference called VCon. Is that right, Justin? Yep, VCon. VCon. And it's going to be amazing, right? I mean, you saw the list of speakers there, the who's who in the NFT and celebrity space. So really exciting. Talk about utility, as John said. Yeah, and then on top of that, I think you get like other experiences. You can go bowling with Gary V, what, once a year. You can do a Zoom with them once a quarter, something like that. There, There's all di- different types of experiences you can have with Gary V, but I think that's a really cool way to sort of engage fans and get them excited about your NFT. Awesome. We will get to that a bit later as to how celebrities think about NFTs. Obviously, that gives them a lot of utility in the first place, right? So to better interact with their fans, with their followers, and also in terms of monetization. But back to Justin, what you said about NFTs to use as collateral or so for staking to get further financial upside. So right now, that is not a substantial size, right? So people do all these participation in liquidity pools with you know cryptocurrency swaps, but NFTs are not used that much so you know what do you think sort of will unlock that obviously these whales you know when they own all these high price nfts they might not care as much to be honest where to use them as sort of staking assets because they don't need it they don't want to spend time on it but again when it is spread across the society people will be discovering more of that financial utility aspect of nfts I think so. I think it's going to be really neat. I, I had never used DEXs before, Uniswap, and and like yourself, you're very familiar with uh, with DeFi. And I think a lot of people coming into the space were familiar with DeFi and crypto. But myself, being a newbie into this space, along with kind of a lot of people that have been you know onboarded through NFTs and then got red pilled with crypto, are recognizing and learning DeFi for the first time and the opportunity that you can get with high APYs and and airdrops and staking this NFT that is going to give you some token, which then can be exchanged for Ethereum. I, I think that 
These are still very kind of early concepts for people that are getting onboarded and, and will continue to get onboarded into 2022. But once they start to recognize the upside and the opportunity, I think they're going to kind of go hard and get excited about it. One of the founders of Board Ape Yacht Club, I think that they said, your ape is your Amex black car. Right? So do you believe in it? And what does it mean to you, John? Maybe you want to take this? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. I I have zero interest in owning a Board Ape Yacht Club Amex card, but I do like their model. I, I I love the Soho House. So if the Soho House had something similar to that as an NFT, I'm all over it. So that's what I'm excited about is sort of the brands that, that I love and know. Hopefully they start to adopt NFTs to drive my engagement and passion for those brands. So I, I do love what they've done. And that's what excites me about the future and mass consumer adoption and bigger brands getting the space. So Justin obviously is a Board Ape Yacht Club holder. So I'd love to get your perspective, Justin, on the utility you drive from owning a board ape. Yeah. The apes are just, what a community, right? I mean, we got to say the strongest community of any NFT project, no question about it. You know, having punk and apes, I, I kind of look at it. <laughs> this is kind of funny, but kind of look at like a little bit, like maybe punks play golf and apes are like, you know, football fans. It's a mixture of both, but I mean, the ape community is so strong. The utility of being able to own your own ape and have that IP and be able to build a music band, open a coffee shop is pretty powerful. And I think the the kind of the Soho house club that the apes are going to be building in 2022 is going to be massive mm. and pretty exciting. So yeah, I mean, give it off to the community. I, I don't participate really too much. I should, but I'm just excited to be a part of it. Awesome. So that brings me nicely to my next question, which is CryptoPunks has been around for the last you know, four years or so, right? So it's been one of those cult projects already, but Bored Ape, it's been launched only a few months ago in April. So Justin, maybe since you're in that community already, what is the driving force behind such a big popularity in such a short period of time? And then, then I will ask both of you guys, you both invest in NFTs or work with celebrities, artists to formulate their NFT drops and everything. So you guys are best positioned to answer this question, I guess. What's your mental model to assess NFTs? What makes it successful or, or penetrating to the community at a speed like this? Great question. Obviously, punks are OG blue chip project, been around since 2017. Really, they didn't kind of do anything financially in terms of ups until, you know, early 2021 is when they started to move. I think there was some movement earlier than that, but really it was this year that they really started to pump. So they've been around for a while. So it's understandable that they have the higher valuation. But of course, like you said, Apes just uh, launched in April. And I think their floor price is almost 60 ETH as of today. It, it, you know, what did they do differently? Obviously, they offer IP to the owner and community. And I think apes just touched on this cultural sensibility that people have that that they were just able to capture, unlike any other NFT project has until this point. I mean, cool cats, gutter cats, a lot of cool stuff on art blocks. I mean, all amazing projects, but the apes on their own are such a force of a community that. It's a special secret sauce. There's magic in it. I'm not quite sure if I could figure out exactly how they did it, I would be doing it myself. <laughs> uh, but it is pretty special. And uh, I think it's going to continue to grow big time in 2022. But I also feel that punks are going to continue to grow as well. I think a lot of these blue chip projects 
will continue to be aspirational. They're a cultural norm. They've touched social capital. They kind of cross all these parallels. Those are great points, Justin. Although, Surat, did you see Charles Atkins post uh, yesterday? He had 15 weird NFT predictions for 2022. He pre- he predicts that the the CryptoPunks will hit a floor price of $10,000 by the end of the year. I mean, that was wild, Justin. What do you, what do you think of that? I love Charles, man. He is a provocateur. It's great. You know, it's possible. Who knows? He could be the visionary. I disagree. I I hope he's wrong because the floor price now is probably 300, 350 grand, but who knows? Look, we have no clue of where this space is going to go. Of course, all three of us are very bullish. I think we're kind of ETH maxis here. So we're very bullish on ETH, DeFi, NFTs, DAOs, and uh, I think, you know, especially with the new people onboarding in this space in 2022, we're going to see a big pump in NFTs. At least that's my hope. But nobody knows, right? We could be going the other way. Things could go down 80, 90%. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. But the thing that excites me is that there's just so many more communities that can be built out. So I would say just in terms of board apes, they really captured the people that were in the space, the early adopters. So they were able to build a community around them. But now as you start to get, you know, more just regular people that we've kind of know in our everyday life that kind of know what an NFT is, but really haven't dived into it. That's going to be really interesting to see the community is going to be built around everyday Joe's kind of heard about NFTs and now they want to jump in. So I think there's an abundance of opportunities. Again, going back to my original point, 90% of adults in Japan still don't even know what an NFT is. Hello, that's like one of the most educated countries in the world. John, in terms of obviously you work with, you know, artists and athletes for their NFT strategies at NFT Genius. So what is the most important set of criteria when you think about building a strategy from scratch for one of those people or communities? It's simple. You always have to start with community. Unfortunately, most brands and celebrities, they want to start with art, but that is not the way to build a successful NFT project. So you really have to go back to how are you trying to engage your community and your fans? What, what are you trying to do? What kind of a special, unique experiences are you going to give them beyond what you, you normally do with other things that you engage your fans with? So that is question one, community. So you always have to start with that. But unfortunately, most projects seem to start with art. And then they try to backfill and figure out how to engage the community. So, I mean, I think Justin would even agree with that statement as well when, you know, advising the different brands and celebrities he works with. No question about it, John, you're 1000% correct. As we all know, that are that are kind of NFT degens, as we like to call ourselves, the collectors that are looking for alpha all day long. It is all about community. That is the number one most important thing. I mean, you could look at crypto punks and say, well, that's pixelated art. Why is the floor price 350 grand? And then you could look at a project like Smilers, which is amazing 3D art, and they sold out the project. And that floor price, I think, is 0.26, which is roughly $700, $800. So that art is clearly way, way, way better. It took a heck of a lot more time to create, so much more robust. It's 3D. However, CryptoPunks have a, you know, in a sensational community and there is a social capital. There's a flex by having a punk. So community is the most critical component for every celebrity athlete and brand coming into this space. And this is kind of a novel thing for them. And that's why they need to reach out to John if they're going to do this properly. And the other thing we've talked a little bit about this, but Discord is really the only way you can sort of build an engaged community right now. And that honestly is just a terrible t- tool to scale up and achieve mass consumer adoption. There are going to have to be better solutions to really scale this up. And unfortunately, Discord is the best we have right now, but that that's why there's just so much opportunity in the space. 
as you start to see more of these Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, Google executives get in the space, I think better solutions are coming on board. You're going to see better on-ramps from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0. So th- those are the exciting things, but it's still early. It's way, way early. It- it's crazy. I lived in Seattle during the Amazon, Microsoft boom, and I was just too young at the time to take advantage of the opportunity. But now I have that same feeling. I just know that something special is brewing. Time to jump in and just start figuring it out with everybody else. Because n- none of us know 100% of what there is to know about NFTs and Web 3.0. But if you're in the space now, you're passionate, you're enthusiastic, you're hungry, success is just around the corner. 1,000%, John. Every single year, I'm on a holiday right now. I'm on some vacation. It's kind of the one vacation time a year that I can go away. It's December 29, 2021. And yet here I am passionately talking about NFTs with you and Sir Hot. And, and, you know, we have calls and meetings all day today and tomorrow. There are no breaks right now because this is the opportunity of a lifetime. If you're listening to this podcast and you're unfamiliar with NFTs, get in the space. You'll work extremely hard, but you'll love it. And it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And people are always asking like, well, what do you need to be successful? Honestly, these are skills that literally you're not born with. They're just, they're just natural to every human. It's, it's hard work. It's hustle, learning to learn, humility, empathy. These are basic skills, but those are the keys to success in the space. Super simple, but just jump in now, just start learning, start talking to people. That's how I've done a lot of my learning is just literally having hundreds and hundreds of conversations with people. These, These are the keys to success right now. And John, back to your point about Discord, I hope there are smart people out there who are building better versions of that product. But for now, I guess we are on on Discord. And, you know, as you guys are probably uh, on on a lot of them as well, I'm on Discord channels for these NFT projects, DeFi protocols, etc. And back to the community point, it it, it is Community Management 101 crash courses being delivered in front of our eyes in those channels. I'm amazed with how much they care, the founders or the owners of those projects, how much they care about every single comment made by the community members, and they try their best to respond to every single one of them. It is amazing to see that. So people sometimes compare NFTs to traditional art, but I guess in traditional arts, I don't think people care about community as much, do they? Wow. Justin and I both were at Art Art Basel, which has sort of morphed into NFT Basel as well. There seemed to be a lot of resistance from the traditional art community towards this whole NFT push, right, Justin? I think so, because typically the art world is very walled off, very gated. You know, it's it's kind of extremely bougie. And if you're in the know, then you're in the know, but it's not for the masses. And the great thing about NFTs are it's Web3. So we want community. We want the masses. We want mass adoption. We want more people to be aware of NFTs so that everybody wins, right? The more people aware, the more people we all win together. And, you know, the cool thing, and I know John is building the next version of Discord, which we're all going to ape into at some point. But at this point, we're kind of stuck with Discord. What I always find to be interesting is like, just imagine if Facebook was launching now as a Web3 company and Zuckerberg and the whole team and Sheryl Sandberg, they were all on Discord. And you as a community member, you could interact directly with them. That's what's happening now. You have people like G-Funk, who's you know, the founder of Punk's Comic, who's always in the Punk's Comic Discord, and he's communicating with the collectors one-on-one. You're able to have a dialogue with the founders of these projects. And these are not NFT projects. These are companies that are being built. These are the next media companies that are being built from the ground up. And to be able to have that dialogue with 
the builders and the founders is pretty exciting. This is very novel. It's never happened before, right? You can't yeah. reach out to Bill Gates and Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos. You, you'll never be able to reach out to them. But in Web3 on Discord, these communities, you reach out right to the founders and they communicate directly with you. Yeah. And I mean, the cool thing is music, TV, film really hasn't even adopted this yet. To be honest with you, they're kind of on the sidelines. So I'm a, I'm a huge music fan and I just can't wait for the artists I love to start really engaging myself and other fans in a meaningful manner through NFTs. Or just talk about your favorite TV show on Netflix or or whatever streaming service where you could actually interact with the, the actors and the producers and the directors after the show is over or why it's even going on. The problem with Netflix right now is you go on there, you'll stream your, your favorite show, and then you just leave the ecosystem. But if you had an NFT attached to that, you could be engaging with those fans and, and the talent behind your favorite shows or films 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's really the magic and the power of NFTs. So I, I think once you start to see entertainment companies start to adopt NFTs in a more meaningful manner, exciting stuff's going to happen. And again, that growth we're talking about, that $200 billion number we mentioned earlier on is probably going to get clips. We're, we're going to be probably talking trillions. So Yeah, it's a great point, John. Actually, it just inspired something, which is when you work on a TV show, typically in your contract, you have to go on Twitter when the episode airs and do a tweet storm, right? You and all the other actors and the director have to be tweeting about the show constantly during the 30 minutes or one hour that it's on to try to hope that it trends on Twitter. And that's it. You have no interaction with any of the fans. Maybe you just respond to a couple of tweets that they send you, but it's just you tweeting it out and kind of tr hoping that it gets trending. And how ridiculous is that? Web3 NFTs, now the fans are going to be able to interact with you. We're taking it to a whole nother level. So like you said, uh, entertainment, music, we haven't even seen what's going to happen in the space. Absolutely. And there's a lot of financial incentive uh, for the early members of the community, Justin, as you alluded to that earlier. So I was looking at returns uh, in NFTs. And, you know, there's this whitelisting process, right? So for whitelisted members, they achieve a profit 75% of the time versus that number is 20% for non non-whitelisted. And that is the thing about NFTs and more broadly crypto is that these incentives are structured and communicated very transparently to the community. Some people might argue against them as in that's actually against the spirit of building this, but I disagree because that actually helps NFTs be reinforced as a new asset class, right? So showing from day one to the entire community that there's this financial incentive here for people being involved in it early. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things, there's a lot of dichotomies in this space, right? So you have this aspect of Web3 community transparency, open to everybody, decentralized. The flip side of that is you have whitelist, right? You have a small group of whale collectors who are probably making the most financial upside in the NFT space. So that, that's a dichotomy. But I agree. I mean, look, if you're early to a project, you're probably going to have more upside. Now, the interesting thing is being whitelisted in an NFT project is akin to, if you had to say, early investing in a startup, right? However, most people who are not accredited investors and also not knowledgeable of the founders or not venture capitalists are never able to take advantage of that opportunity. They become retail investors in the stock market when most of the early investors are just dumping their stock on retail investors. 
Here on the whitelist opportunity, you're getting in early. It's all hustle. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be accredited. You just have to have hustle and you have to be on Discord. You have to be interacting. And if you win that spot, you got a lot of financial upside. So I think that allows for transparency and and decentralization. John, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with everything Justin said. So I, I think so. At this point, we're still figuring everything out, right? So And the one thing I will say about the whole NFT Web 3.0 space, these are all concepts we're familiar with in Web 2.0. Everything's just getting repackaged. So anybody that's like, oh, I'm I'm struggling, I can't quite get my head around it. These are just all similar concepts, you know, even DAOs. I would love to get your perspective on just kind of like how you would see, you know, regulators in the UK. And, you know, obviously you're familiar with the the US regulators as well, how they're going to come down on some of these structures that are being built right now in the space and how how they may view it. I'm involved in a few DAOs. So I try to contribute to the communities there to the extent I can. So I guess uh, the point that regulators or authorities would react to this is when there is a big sort of event that hurts, you know, a sufficiently large number of people. And I hope that, you know, that never happens, although there's a lot of those scams happening right so um education i guess obviously is important in the sense that ordinary joe uh, should be well informed about what this actually is and what it means in terms of financial risks and everything so at some point i guess yes you know there will be at least rules and you know procedures around all of this but hopefully that doesn't happen at the expense of a big number of people be being hurt that is the point we should get to, which is about all these scams happening on Discord channels and projects. I'm on this Discord channel, Justin Khan's new NFT marketplace. You must have seen, John, I think you posted it on, on LinkedIn and on Twitter as well. So it actually yeah. happened in front of my eyes. I was looking on the announcement channel and someone started. And to be honest, I also wanted to react to it until I was able to do it. They discovered it and they took it down, etc. 350, 400 people lost their money. Good news for them. Justin Khan and his team actually reimburse them. A lot of these are happening, aren't they? So what does it take to avoid this? Is it just the infrastructure, obviously a better version of Discord? But I think it's not sufficient, is it? There's also a big deal of education that needs to that needs to happen here. Yeah, I'm going to let Justin take this. Je- Justin has become the, the Discord whisperer recently. He's been consulting <laughs> for a, a big entertainment company here in Los Angeles. So, and he's been helping build out their Discord channel. So I'm going to let you take this, Justin. Thank you, John. Well, you're a part of that also as well. But I agree. I mean, as we know, there are so many scams being done on Discord on a daily basis. We we all get hundreds of DMs with fake stuff. In fact, two weeks ago, Wolf Game, which is a big project, a big PDE game, I got a DM from them and it looked so perfect. I almost clicked on it because it said, it said my Discord name, you've won in the announced Wolf, and that's a 4E thing. And it said, click here. And I thought, holy smokes. <laughs> and fortunately, I went to the announcements on the Wolf game a Discord and sadly did not see my name. So I did not win anything, but it almost got me. And I'm pretty versed in this space. So yes, they are incredible, these scams. But we're working on a project and we're launching a, a very big entertainment comic book brain in the NFT space. And we hired best in class community managers and moderators who put a tremendous amount of security in our discord. And, you know, fortuitously up until this point, we haven't had any bots interact. And and we just had a meeting a couple of days ago and they were stating that we would have 14,000 people in the discord if it was a traditional discord, but because of all the security, we only have 3000 people. 
and they're real people versus bots. So I think it's a lot of infrastructure, Sir Hot, that has to be built. There are some people that are knowledgeable and they know how to build it, but very few. And it'll probably be what John is working on, the next iteration of Discord that'll prevent a lot of this nonsense. We're all looking forward to it, actually. But John is is going to build that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm only one part of it. So there, there's other people that are contributing to this project as well. But I'm going to definitely take the Web 3.0 mentality and try to bring in as many smart people as possible. And let's do this together. So I think that is actually one of the fun things about the space, too. In the traditional investment world, you know, Sir Hot, everybody's really just fighting over their equity and their shares. I feel like in this world, people are just like, ah, whatever. Okay. I'm a 35% owner. And then you find a couple other talented people are like, yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with 10%. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of that mindset. People just want to get stuff done and build, you know, push stuff forward. So I think that's one of the exciting things. I don't think people are so aggressive about just like how much equity they have. As long as they have skin in the game and they're working with great, smart people, people are, you know, all systems go. Totally agreed. And also Web3 at this point, because we're so early is really a lot of best in class. So you have a lot of incredibly talented people from different industries coming together, pooling capital together to invest, to work on a project together. I'm just really excited to see what happens in 2022. I think we're going to see massive innovation. You guys both work with athletes, artists, all these celebrities for their NFT drops. And in fact, Justin, you've been one for a very long time. And John, you are on your way to becoming one. But how do they think about it when you guys... um, discuss this with them obviously those who already bought into the idea they're very excited about it but you know those maybe who are not yet familiar with it so when you guys explain it to them what is the most exciting part of it for them Uh, i'll take this first and then i'm gonna let justin jump in on this but i'm just gonna say this i just spoke with joe conyers who's the the head of nfts at crypto.com here's the crazy part the reason why most celebrities still don't even understand nfts is because their business managers and agents don't even understand them. And they're the ones that are supposed to educate them. So there, there's a huge, huge knowledge gap happening right now. That's the, the, the thing I'm seeing in my world. And I think Justin would agree as well. He's seeing that also when people reach out to him. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just to add to that, John, within the actor community, within the sports celebrity community, you rely so heavily on your agent, your manager, your entertainment attorney to really educate you on kind of the, the latest and greatest in terms of innovation and opportunities for yourself. And because we're so new in this space, most of the people that are quote unquote, the gatekeepers for these celebrities are unfamiliar with NFTs. And so therefore they're not educating their clients. So there's still a huge educational element. And I think every single day, a little more and more and more is released because celebrities themselves are hearing about how much uh, financial upside there is. So they're learning about it. They're buying apes, they're buying punks, they're trying to get in the community. But at the same time, many of them have come in for a cash grab and they're really looked upon by the Web3 native NFT community as repellent, right? We don't want celebrities just come in, make a ton of money and get out. We want we want to work with celebrities that really want to be in the space for the long term, that want to connect with their fans, that want to have that direct Web3 utility relationship. And those celebrities are being handsomely rewarded and I think will be here for the long term. The other ones that just kind of see this as a new form to make a bunch of money and get out, I don't think they're going to last. That's so important. You, you have to come in with the, the right attitude, the right mindset. You really want to meaningfully engage your fans and your community. So that's, I think that's step one to creating a successful NFT roadmap. 
So what's your favorite NFT collection? So you can't, by the way, agree with each other here. You have to give me two separate alpha or you can keep it for when we stop recording. So John, why don't you take this first? I think I mentioned before, I love VFriends and what they've done. I just love the whole time and experience NFT model. I think it's just, it's super interesting to me. It speaks to me and what I'd want out of an NFT collection. So I would love to replicate that for some of the brands that I love for sure would be a brand that I think really should adopt NFTs and really level up my experience already that I love about Soho House. But I think you could just level it up with NFTs. So mm. that to me is my favorite right now. But I'm telling you right now, 2022 is going to blow our minds. We're, we're going to see some NFT models <laughs> never seen before and didn't even think were coming. So I'll, I'll let Justin take the question now. This is a real tough one, Sir Hot, because uh, I'm an NFT degen, so I collect a lot of NFTs, and you know, <laughs> and you do, you do too. So you become uh, attached to these little, uh, very cool pieces of art. I love punks, apes, sup ducks, knights of cool man's universe. I I can't give you one answer. I, I wish I could, but sure. I love them all. I'm a big fan. No way, that's NFT all. Yeah, yeah. What can I tell you? Yeah, too much into it now, and. John, so you did this again on one of your LinkedIn posts as to what would be a sort of a shocking event maybe in 2022. I guess someone <laughs> looks like told you that OpenSea could go down. I don't know what could sort of trigger that, but what's your personal forecast there? And then I will get to Justin for his take. I actually like that OpenSea prediction. And Charles actually also just predicted that as well on his. OpenSea, again, it doesn't feel like there's really any competitive advantage they have. Right now, they're kind of the place that's doing most of the transactional volume, but I don't know how defensible it is because once you see crypto.com get into the space, Coinbase, Binance, that just have these huge customer bases, I, I, I think there's going to be a problem. I'd really be interested to see where OpenSea is a year from now. So I'm, I'm going to stick with my OpenSea prediction. I, I think it's it's kind of bold, it's kind of wild, but I think a lot of that stuff's going to start happening because, again, you know, Ch Charles, I, I trust Charles too, because he he seems to have a really good pulse on what happened in Web 2.0, and he's able to mind map that almost to Web 3.0. So he's starting to sort of map all the same data points and trends that happen in Web 2.0, Web 3.0, and he he's also 100% in agreement on this open sea. So. We're going to, and Charles Atkins, we trust. So we're, we're going to stick with the efficiency <laughs> prediction. Charles Great, is a super bright mind. I, I, I mean, you know, it's, this is a shocking statement, but uh, I got to go with Charles and John on this open C, but because we can't agree, I'm going to just go out on a crazier limb and say, discord goes away and we have <laughs> something that replaces it. That would be absolutely shocking and wild. <laughs> because all the communities are built on Discord. But I know some brains even on this call are working on something uh, quite cool. So imagine OpenSea and Discord go away in 2022. You heard it here first. That's Those are majorly shocking announcements. <laughs> awesome. John, at least one of those events is on your shoulder. So no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. But sir, I, since you asked us the question, how would you answer it? I actually prepared the questions only, not the answers. But I don't know. After what we've seen in this year alone, so anything that could happen is not shocking anymore. This space grows at an exponential speed, doesn't it? So you can't really get surprised with anything you see. I think that's the deal here. This has been a great conversation. Again, thank you very much for making the time for me, but I'm not letting you go just yet. You've got uh -oh. this closing question, which I ask everyone. What are you most curious about these days and what are you doing to learn more about it? So, Justin, do you want to go first? 
Sure. That's a great question. That's a great ending question. I'm really excited about DAOs for 2022. So I've been kind of deep diving into learning about DAOs, looking at some of the successful DAOs like Flamingo and Fingerprints and Raw DAO and kind of looking and figuring out how they were able to, to put them together. So I'm excited about DAOs and curious about them. Also very curious about DeFi. As I said, I got onboarded into the NFT space in early February and was not here for DeFi summer or really crypto prior to this. And there's so much financial upside in DeFi and it's a, a minefield, just like learning NFTs were a bit of a minefield initially. And I kind of feel like I've got a little bit of a handle on that. I want to deep dive into DeFi and figure out which protocols are interesting and APYs. And, and so I'm very curious about that and, and doing just a lot of reading and watching videos about it. Wow. I love it. I'm going to take a little different angle on this question. I, I definitely want to learn more about DAOs and tokenomics, areas that I just understand at a very high level, but honestly don't understand at a very granular level. I, I need to enroll in your Columbia blockchain class. So I think, I think awesome. that's what I need to do. I honestly, I wish I just had more time to, to, to dive into something like that. I know MIT has something similar, but I, I think the way I'd answer your question, what am I most curious about? So Charles and I and Justin as well, we're building out this NFT thought leaders global community. So that, that's really going to be my main focus in 2022. So we're going to be hosting 20 events in, in 20 different cities in the next 60 days. I think you're going to be helping with London and you know, we have cities like Paris, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Miami, New York, LA, Austin. It, it's exciting. So I guess I'm just really curious about how this, you know, this global community of thought leaders in the NFT space kind of come together, what they're doing, learning more about them and how we can collaborate, work together. So I think that's really what excites me. And so I'm, I'm just more curious at a human level, kind of what people are doing in the space and how we're going to work together and create awesome stuff. Some responses from both of you guys. Thank you very much. So DeFi, DAOs, and, and NFTs, obviously, are the common answers from people so far on the podcast. But even those who are in it are, are still passionate you know, about learning more. I'm really loving it. So Justin, John, it's been a great conversation for me. It didn't feel like I'm recording a podcast. It's been great. Thank you very much again for coming to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This was awesome. Can't wait to do it again. Yep. Thank you. We should certainly do this again, given the speed in this space, right? So we should do another check-in. But Justin, just before we close out, so I actually checked in the meanwhile. So I guess we are still in Web2 world here. And this recording is probably my IP. Hence, I have your voice recorded. <laughs> I have the right to, to NFT. We will have to negotiate it. <laughs> All right. 10% of secondary sales. You got a deal. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Uh, looking forward to speaking with you. Thank you. Again. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.